Hello everyone, welcome back to the Pootcast. Today it's just me. Uh, no one else is here, unfortunately, um, but coronavirus is over. The uh, state has opened back up, quarantine is over, and uh, you know, I'm back here. Um, we, we do have a um, an episode that we recorded a couple days ago with all of us. We are back. It's been uh, a long quarantine, uh, but you know, and th- this video is going to go out first probably, even though, you know, that, that is our post-quarantine video or post-quarantine podcast, um, but I'm going to upload this one first just because it kind of, it's something that, you know, uh, it's been on my mind for a while, um, and it's, it's going to be more serious, unfortunately, and it's about the, uh, the George Floyd situation in Minneapolis, uh, I've wanted to make a video about these topics for a while, but, uh, I just was always kind of like, ah, it's, you know, too serious, and we have kind of a not serious podcast uh, operation going here. So, uh, you know, it's I, I've just never really gotten the chance to you know talk about these types of things. But um, you know, I've I've uh, wanted to. I just never really saw the time, and it, it is unfortunate that these types of situations really do get people to uh, to think about this type of stuff. And you know, so. Uh, yes, we will, uh, we will be doing podcasts again. The quarantine's over. We can all hang out again. It's great. Um, and, uh, yes, so we will, we will have some new ones out. We got that, uh, new one out that we recorded a couple days ago, like I just said, but, uh, I still need to edit that. I'm going to, um, edit some things out. This one is going to be, uh, unedited unless like my my dog starts squeaking a toy or whatever I might cut that out but you know he's laying next to me right now so um I think it's all good and I'm just going to talk a little bit uh you know and and you know what if I I'm I'm not claiming to be a smart person on these types of topics uh you know I could be completely wrong um so if I'm wrong about something please you know let me know if I'm right about it you know spread it but uh if I'm wrong about something, I'd love to hear it because I'm, you know, obviously not an expert, you know, so just, uh, just tell me, I, I'm really nervous about making this type of thing just because, you know, we don't make, um, we don't make serious podcasts almost ever. We are always, you know, talking about media or, you know, stuff that is fun. Uh, we don't ever really talk about serious topics like this. And so, um, it, it is I'm pretty nervous about making this. I feel like, you know, some people might get angry with me, but that's fine. You know, that's just how it goes. That's, you know, but if I, if I am wrong about something, let me know. Um, and I just want to talk about some, you know, the situation itself and then also maybe some deeper topics, uh, beyond that from my understanding, because there's something that I've thought for a long time, Um, but it's just kind of been in the echo chamber of my own brain. I've never really shared it with anyone else. Uh, I've thought this for probably about five years and I've just never really shared it with anyone. I've never really gotten any ideas bouncing back and forth. So my entire hypothesis could be completely wrong and I would love to know why if it is. Um, but anyway, before I get to those issues, I want to talk about the issue itself. So uh, right now in Minneapolis, obviously everyone knows, but uh, I'm going to say it anyways, just in case. Uh, 
this guy named George Floyd, he was, he went to a convenience store and he went to um, buy some stuff. I, I don't know what he was buying. It doesn't say, but it doesn't matter. Uh, the report says he was signing a fraudulent check. Um, but the, I've watched an interview with the, uh, the store owner. Um, his name is Mahmoud Abu Mali, I think something like that. Abu Mali. And, uh, Basically, he was saying that he gave a counterfeit $20 bill. Um, I don't know what it was. It, it doesn't really matter. Um, anyway, it's it's fraud. And, and if, it, if he was actually committing fraud, at best, that's a, you know, for $20, that's like a misdemeanor. That's like, you know, a fine. <laughs> but yeah, unfortunately, you know, instead of getting, you know, just a fine for a $20 uh, fraud, fraudulent, uh, check or, you know, counterfeit dollar bill. He, uh, he lost his life because the police officer, um, kneeled on his neck and caused him to suffocate to death. And it's honestly a very tragic story. It's horrible. And, um, you know, it's, it's something that's just been going on for a long time. Uh, and it's unfortunate that these type of events are what cause people to finally actually care, um, about these types of things. Um, but luckily this, this situation has given me the excuse to talk about some things that I, uh, have been sort of just manifesting in my brain (laughs) for a long time and just want to, you know, bounce off of other people to see if I'm right or wrong about it um because you know like i said before i'm not an expert so you know a couple things i've seen on twitter and just in general is you know people one thing is you know people are sort of uh downplaying or exaggerating how not serious of a crime he committed so people are saying that you know i've seen some things that are like he signed a bad check therefore he got killed um you know, that's an exaggeration. Uh, <laughs> you know, the the accusation was that this guy committed fraud, which on its own, getting murdered for fraud is um, ridiculous enough. So when people exaggerate the insignificance of his crime and say, well, look at this guy, he just was writing a bad check, you know, that that's not accurate. And I feel like when people sort of downplay the crime because it's ridiculous enough the fact that it was just you know he was accused which we don't even know if he did it uh he was accused of writing a bad check or he was accused of writing a uh forged check or he was you know a counterfeit dollar bill whatever it was that's ridiculous enough that he got killed for that um when people downplay it and say he was uh he was writing a bad check or or something that's even less so it kind of makes everyone in the movement seem like liars, and it, I feel like it gives an, it gives ammo to the people that are about to defend police officers like this. So, in my opinion, you know, just telling the truth about it is enough to to tell people how ridiculous the situation is. Uh, there's not really a need to lie about what the accusation was. You know, that's my opinion. I I feel like um you know it's just. 
you know, when you lie about something like that, it's just giving ammo to the other people that are going to defend the police officer. So I think it's best to tell the truth about what happened. And that's ridiculous enough. Okay. And that's, that's my opinion. Another thing I've seen uh, beyond that is people's, you know, blaming something bigger, uh, like people blaming America as a total, as a whole, or people, you know, blaming some bigger thing. And I, honestly, I think the best thing is just to blame the people that were directly involved, the Minnesota poli- or the Minneapolis Police Department, the police officers that were involved, the guy who did it, who actually committed the murder by kneeling on the neck should be buried under the fucking prison. Um, but, you know, blaming America or some abstract concept like that uh, is kind of stupid in my opinion because... Um, you know, that's like a doctor finding cancer in your leg and being like, well, we got to put you down now. You know, it's stupid. It's dumb. Uh, you, you can't just blame the whole thing because one thing is going wrong. That's, that's lazy. It's lazy. Um, as hell, uh, you got to actually attack the issue. You can't just attack something bigger and abstract, uh, going off that there was someone who, um, there was someone who was protesting the Eau Claire Police Department, where I'm from, and also, by the way, um, it's been huge news in Eau Claire just because Minneapolis is less than two hours away from us, so, you know, people in this area, it's especially affecting. Um, It's been really big news because of that, Um, but, you know, people have been, you know, protesting the Eau Claire Police Department, and the police departments are not connected. You know, the the Minneapolis Police Department and the Eau Claire Police Department don't have any sort of connection to each other. You know, it's it's in uh, law that police departments are separate. That way there's no, like, organization that can compete with the government. Um, but police departments are all um, ran independently. So protesting the Eau Claire Police Department makes no sense unless they did something, you know. Uh, the best way to deal with this is to... Um, protest the Minneapolis Police Department because they're the ones who who did it. They're the ones who are uh, you know directly overseeing the guy who did it. Uh, so it it doesn't make any sense to protest the Eau Claire Police Department. That's another thing I've seen, and I think is silly. <laughs> you know, uh, just you know, I'm just trying to root out the. You know, obviously I'm not going to root out anything because I don't have that big of an audience. But you know, I'm just you know, saying that that type of thing is ridiculous. It doesn't make any sense. You know, what is the Eau Claire police department going to do about that situation? They can't do anything. Uh, I mean, maybe by protesting them, you can tell them like, Hey, this type of stuff isn't cool. Uh, and maybe they'll avoid it, but you know, it doesn't really help the situation whatsoever to protest the Eau Claire police department. They're completely separate from the Minneapolis, um, we're even in a different state when this doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. So don't do that. Uh, the only thing you can really do is, you know, deal directly with the Minnesota police department. Um, and obviously, you know, by me saying that, I'm not saying that like it's just centrally located in Minneapolis because this type of thing has happened all over the country. And, uh, you know, it's, it's been a big issue for a very, very, very long time. Um, but you know what i'm saying is when something specific like this happens you can't really you know protest someone who's not involved it doesn't make any sense um and i think that that goes to a bigger discussion about generalizations of things uh you know when people 
and it's the exact same thing that happened in Minneapolis, but you know, it's happening from the other side. So, um, the way we group people together, uh, you look at a group and you say, this is, this is the, um, you know, this is what they're involved with. This is what they do. Uh, you know, this is the stereotype about that group. Now with that police officer in Minneapolis, he did that to, to black folks. You know, he looked at this guy and he said, he's dangerous because this group of people, which is arbitrary by the way, um, is, you know, bad, you know, we need to use more force than I would with a different group of people, whatever. Um, you can see it over here doing the exact same thing with, well, this Eau Claire police department, they're police and the police is what did this over here, even though they're not connected at all. So we need to attack the police in general. Um, you know, grouping people together like that is pretty illogical. Uh, it doesn't really make sense, you know? Um, so, and that's just in general, you know, um, that's just something that people do. It goes back to when we were, uh, in tribes back in the, you know, hunter gatherer times before the ancient, ancient era, when we, before we had countries, uh, you know, we, we stuck to people of our own kind. And when we saw people that were different, you know, chances were we were going to go fight with them. We were going to go to war. So we saw other people that were different than us as the other. And we, uh, you know, we, we just, we see them as, you know, bad because of that. And unfortunately, uh, that, that goes to the modern day and, uh, we, we still do it, although it's completely outdated and it's prehistoric, really. Uh, we still, you know, we put people into groups, although those groups may be arbitrary and not make any sense. Um, you know, we, we, we see a group of people and we just assume that they all have these characteristics. So then when we see an individual from that group, we say he has the same characteristics as other people in that group. And um, this is something that I try not to do. It's something that, you know, when I see someone, I don't, I try not to assume things about them. I, I just, you know, you got to get to know someone before you know them. You don't know, you know, just because they look a certain way, they uh, act a certain way. That doesn't make any sense. Um, and to be honest with you, when it comes to like things like race, uh, it it makes even less sense because the boxes that we put people in are arbitrary. They're completely made up. Um, and I, I'll have to, you know, refresh my memory on some of these things, but this is something that I believe for a long time, uh, about, you know, racial categories that I just kind of, um, you know, that I've thought about for a long time. And like I said before, it's been in the echo chamber of my brain. Uh, I've thought about it. So I don't know if it's, if it's all there, because I haven't had anyone to bounce it off of. So I don't know if what I'm thinking is actually correct, because it takes, you know, a couple people to agree that an idea is good. Um, so, you know, and I, I've talked about the, 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 you know, categorical thing and how ridiculous it is. But when it comes to race specifically, it is completely arbitrary and the, and the categories that we put people in don't actually make sense. 
And uh, <laughs> yes, my my argument is that, you know, race in general is a completely made up concept. And I'm not saying like, oh, I'm colorblind uh, because I know people get upset when people say that. And it's, you know, it makes sense because people are proud of their heritage. People are proud of their culture, obviously. So I'm not saying that. I'm just saying the you know, the ra- the racial categorization that, you know, the U.S. government does, which is actually more general than what most people think, um, is completely made up and honestly, like, it's arbitrary. Where we where you draw the lines is completely arbitrary. Uh, so I, I just got back. Um, I've been looking it up just to find the name of the guy, but I can't find it, unfortunately. But... Uh, you know, we we learned this in science class, um, <laughs> but basically, there was a Swedish guy and and that that created the racial categorizations that we have today. Um, but uh, what I'm finding is, oh, what is this called? It's called the. Uh, it's called. Oh, geez. Okay, go forward. It's called the Mayor's Conversations Dash Lexicon, uh, but. That, that defined race originally. Um, but, you know, from my rem- what I remember is there was a Swedish guy who came up with the whole thing. And I think this was just kind of how they wrote it down. And I can't, I can't find the name of the guy, unfortunately. Um, but essentially the idea was that there were all these, uh, races in the world. Uh, the, the, um, you know, there's there's a whole bunch, but I don't want to name them because they they kind of sound bad. <laughs> it's by modern ears, but the thing is, we still use them today. So, uh, but but the main one was that there was uh, the the Caucasian race was the white race, and it came from the Caucasus Mountains in uh, southern Russia, Georgia, Armenia, that that area in the world, um, but. And the idea is that it comes based off of the theory of, you know, the Indo-European language because people believe that that language came from the Caucasus Mountains and then kind of spread out into India and into Europe and Iran. Um, but um, the the belief was at the time in the 1800s was that the most intelligent, beautiful people came from the Caucasus Mountains and they moved they they um moved into different areas and the other races intermixed with them and they were seen as lesser and when they went into uh germany there were no other races there to intermix so the idea was that the uh the perfect unmixed versions of the caucasian race were in germany and that is what that is the uh that is the foundation of national socialism, Nazism, that came about in Germany right before World War II. Uh, he believed that, you know, they were the direct descendants of the Caucasian race that evolved in the Caucasus, and they were the most perfect ones, and they were the only ones that were unmixed. Um, so the Indo-European language, which is where this is based off of, because, you know, they say it's like a scientific thing. It's really not. They took it from language historians which has which by the way the the evolution of language and race don't really correlate that well because people can you know learn a different language and assimilate into a different language so equating race and language makes no sense logically 
But that's exactly what they did. Uh, so basically the idea of Nazism was that the Caucasians, which were the perfect ones, they moved all across the world into India and Iran and into Europe, which is which is true. The language spread that way, the Indo-European language. But the racial ideas about it don't really make any sense. Um, but the idea was that the only ones that were unmixed with any other lesser races were the the ones in Germany and Scandinavia. And that's where the ideas of, you know, the blonde hair, blue eye uh, thoughts in Nazism come from. Um, and, you know, the unfortunate thing, though, is that we still use these racial categorizations. So when we when you say the term Caucasian, when referring to a white person, that's directly from that thought, that idea of, you know, the perfect race coming from the the Caucasus Mountains. That's where the word Caucasian comes from. And it's ridiculous. I mean, it doesn't make any sense. It's it's not backed by any actual truthful scientific data. So the, why do we still use it? The U.S. Census uses this. We use Caucasian... Well, in the U.S. Census, Caucasian refers to people from Europe and people from the Middle East and North Africa. And then Sub-Saharan Africa is the African-American. Um... But, you know, it's, it doesn't make any logical sense. Um, you know, in the general public, people don't, people aren't uh, aligned with the European or the U.S. census, how they categorize race, because most people consider uh, um, the Middle East and North Africa as totally as separate. They, as we say, they're Middle Eastern or they're Arab or whatever. Um, but... I'm here to say, and this this is obviously a controversial take, but I've thought about this for a long time, and like I said, I want to bounce ideas off of others, that it doesn't make any sense. It It's completely arbitrary where people draw the lines, and I think, and you know, a lot of people are like, well, that's part of my identity, so I don't want to, you know, give that up, but this is, this is what I believe, and I'm going to say it. Um, so, like, geographically... Let's think about this, okay? So uh, let's go back before any sort of uh, countries existed, before any sort of, you know, colonialism, which people have been doing colonialism since the ancient times, since, you know, nation states have existed, since any kind of country or authority has existed, uh, you know, Colonialism has also existed. Uh, European colonialism is what most people think of when you say it because they sort of did it on a bigger scale in the New World and in uh, Africa and Asia um, and South America. Well, that's part of the New World, but, you know, so that's what most people think of. But in reality, it's been going on for for since the ancient times. The ancient Egyptians did it. The uh, ancient Assyrians did it. Everyone did it. Uh but the Europeans did it on a bigger scale. That's what people think of. But I'm going to go back. I'm going to think back to a time before any sort of nation state existed. So the prehistoric, like hunter-gatherer times, before we had writing, before we had anything. Let's let's just take a look at the world, okay? So you go into Scandinavia. Let's start at Scandinavia. Let's let's use the most extreme part of the world for this, okay? You go into Scandinavia, Northern Europe. People are fair-skinned blue eyes, blonde hair, okay? Move a little bit south. People have uh people have, you know, a little bit darker skin. Uh s- you know, still a lot of blue eyes, still a lot of blonde hair, but there's some brown hair. 
there's some brown eyes, there's some green eyes, there's, you know, a little bit more of a mix. You go into Italy, people are even darker, there's less uh, blue eyes, there's less blonde hair, there's there's more darker characteristics. You, you know, keep going down. Sicily, people are have very, very dark characteristics, okay? Then you move into, the, you move into Libya, uh, which is just south of Sicily, Italy, uh, and there's people with, uh, you know, pretty much the same characteristics, but the thing is, people categorize Middle Eastern as different than European. Uh, the U.S. Census doesn't do this. They consider uh, the Middle East and North Africa as part of the, uh, you know, the European racial category but um most people consider it different most people consider like arabs the middle eastern as separate from europeans but let me ask you this are people in northern libya do they look that much different from people in southern sicily they don't they don't they they look very very similar but that's where you draw the that that's where the box ends that that you've put these people in so the European box, the white box, goes all the way from people in southern Sicily that have very dark features, curly hair, brown eyes, all the way up to Scandinavia where people have very fair skin, blue eyes, blonde hair. That is very, very, those are very, very different people. They, they look very, very different. And I'm not talking about modern day because people move all over the place and whatever. I'm talking about like the prehistoric where people came from originally. Uh, where people, you know, evolved into what they look like. That's what I'm talking about. People in Scandinavia look so much different than people in Sicily, and yet we all consider that part of the same race. But then you move down, okay? You move down into Libya, and in Nor, you know, and throughout Libya, and then you go so south more into Mali. Now this is where the U.S. Census would, uh, would, would put white people ending and, uh the african-american races beginning but the thing is do people in northern mali look that much different than people in southern libya no uh they look pretty similar they almost identical uh i would say and <laughs> so you know you get what i'm saying though um you know you put the boxes wherever you want but in reality the whole thing is a spectrum it's a spectrum because people slowly just look more and more different the further away you get away from a place. And that's my point, essentially. Um, so where we put the box is totally arbitrary. And it was invented by a guy who was racist. He was incredibly racist. And we still use the shit today. Uh, so, so my point is that these categorizations that people use are completely arbitrary and made up. So why do we still use them? That's that's my point. And you know what? I might be totally wrong about this. Uh, and I'd love to hear why, though. Um, but in general, though, it's, it's not a good thing just to generalize. E even if the boxes are arbitrary, uh, I mean, even if the boxes are not arbitrary, it's still not a good thing to, to, cat to assume on an individual the characteristics of a group. And I try not to do this. And I'm just asking others not to, to try your hardest. Because when you look at someone and like, if you're, they're wearing a certain type of shirt, uh, you automatically associate them with the, um, you know, the group of that would wear that type of shirt, even though they're an individual and they're 
probably different than whatever category you've put them in. And to be honest, the reason I'm talking about this is because I, f- I feel that if people saw this as what it is and not, you know, well, it's this group and this group and this group, if people actually saw us all as human beings and didn't, you know, see it as these different boxes that we're putting people in, that none of this shit would happen, okay? None of it would happen. Um, <laughs> and I, maybe I'm wrong. Uh, tell me if I am uh, because I might be missing something major. But this is, you know, something that I've just thought of for a long time. If you go across the world geography, like if you pretend, if you go back in time before, you know, we had any sort of nation states where people just spread all over, as you move further away from a place, my point is that people just slowly change over time. So it is a spectrum. And yeah, I'm just repeating myself at this point. But yeah, where we put the boxes is arbitrary. And I feel like if we didn't have this african-american or black you know i don't know what to say anymore but you know if we didn't have this box that none of this you know discrimination would happen because they'd just be like oh they're another person they just it's kind of like the same it's kind of like um the difference between having brown hair and blonde hair you know there's a spectrum of that too you know there's people that are brunettes and then there's people that are like dirty blonde and then there's you know blonde people you know it's the same thing um, but we don't we don't uh, put as much weight on hair color as we do on skin color, even though it's still a genetic difference. It's still the exact same thing, uh, but we we don't put the exa- the same amount of weight on it, even though it's literally the same thing. Uh, and and also I missed this point earlier, but I just came to me now. The guy who invented the the racial categories that were eventually used by the Nazis, he also believed in their skulls being different, and the skulls being different also meant the brains were different, which was another, you know, part of racism that still exists. And the fact that we still use these categories is stupid. It's dumb. Uh, but, I mean, I, I feel like I'm kind of running in circles at this point. I, I'm not going to edit this. I'm just sort of, uh, you know, talking on how I feel about the, the, the uh, situation. And, uh, you know, if I'm wrong about this, you know, I just honestly want to do away with uh, if I could, you know, live to an age where people have done away with these stupid categories that are arbitrary and make no sense. If I could live to an age where people are just like, well, they're humans, uh, I would be so happy. And this has been my thought for a long time, my thought for a long time. And, uh, you know, I just wanted to share it. Maybe. Uh, you agree with me and you'll share it too. If you disagree with me, tell me why I'm wrong because, you know, I'm not saying I'm, you know, the smartest person on earth. Obviously, there's something I could be messing up. So please let me know. Uh, don't get angry with me, please. Uh, just tell me and, uh, you know, uh, you know, maybe I'll adjust. Well, not maybe if, if you make a good point and you, um, you know, you make sense and my point was wrong, I'll definitely change my view. I'm an open-minded person. Uh, I, I, I'm not even like, I know that I'm wrong about a lot of things. So, uh, let me know. Uh, this was my thought on it. Uh, maybe I'll add something later, but yes. So, um, unfortunately this was a, a very serious podcast and I, we don't do this very often. It might come up again, but, uh, it's not something that happens. This is the first time it's ever happened in fact. So, um, uh, it's a little bit different than what we're used to, but, uh, please let me know, uh, how you feel about it and what your opinion is. 
and how I'm wrong. I'd love to hear how I'm a dumbass and how, you know, something I've said is, is incorrect. But, uh, yeah, so that's, that's it for the, today's episode. Um, uh, you can look forward to our regularly scheduled post quarantine podcast as soon as I'm done editing it. Uh, thank you. And, uh, this is me signing off. Goodbye folks.